0: you ever had a goal that just seemed impossible? If so, you've come to the right place. Welcome to the Notable Peeps podcast, a series that gives attention to remarkable people who are putting on their shoes, doing their best, and believing in the impossible. All my dreams are coming true. If you're loving listening to other people's stories here on this podcast, then maybe it's time to start recording your own. Head on over to ReminisAudio.com and take the hard work out of preserving your memories. You're listening to the Notable Peeps Podcast. Hello, my name's Steph Scholl, and today's guest is Felicia Arborn, and she was nominated by her friend Shalee Harwood. And they met last year at a game night down at SUU, Southern Utah University, and this is what Shalee has to say about her dear friend Felicia. My name is Shalee, and I nominated my friend Felicia because I really look up to her. I watch her as she kind of takes what she's been given, especially with health issues, and she makes the most out of it. I'm always impressed by how she wants to share her experiences in hopes of helping others, and I'm always excited for people to meet her because I know that she will make them laugh. So I basically nominated her because I know that she will brighten people's day and provide insight and wisdom. Felicia? Uh-huh. So how's your weekend been going? It's
1: been really good. How's yours? Good. So are you down in Cedar City then? Uh, No, so I graduated with my bachelor's. So currently I am living with my parents. So I actually got diagnosed with Lyme disease. Oh, okay. That's what what you have. Yeah, so I've had like lots of other health issues. So was probably 10 or 12 years old. I've always had something that like my body has complained about. But I was diagnosed with Lyme disease like this August. And it makes a lot of sense just because all the symptoms that I've been having up to that point, the doctors couldn't really figure it out. And so I've seen like so many doctors and so many specialists and things like that. And so now I am working on treating my Lyme disease, which has caused me to live with my parents because it's so expensive. And to quit my job because it's just so hard.
0: Hey, I live at home too. No <laughs> no shame.
1: Yeah, I save money.
0: Yeah, for sure. Wait, so what exactly is Lyme disease?
1: So Lyme disease basically what it is is usually it comes from like a tick bite or an insect bite of some sort. Girls camp ticks you don't want to get ticks. Yeah okay. Yeah, you don't want to get ticks and like you check for ticks. So basically what happens is if a tick bites you Then usually you have like a kind of a bullseye kind of looking thing on your arm for a little while. And then you get like fever symptoms. And then after that, like it just goes away completely um, because what Lyme does is it goes dormant. And so then it like replicates like every 28 days. And when it replicates, you begin to have flares. And basically what it does is, it just messes with your whole entire body. It just throws it off homeostasis-wise, and it affects every tissue in your body. So it mimics about 360 different diseases.
0: Oh, man. And so
1: you could have, yeah, so for example, so when I was like 12 years old, I started having really bad arthritic pain. Uh-huh. And so we thought I had arthritis, but they couldn't figure out, like, figure that out. Like, they were like, well, we don't think you have arthritis. So then I began to have really bad, like, depression. So they, like, gave me, like, meds for that, and that didn't help and anxiety. And then they were like, well, you can't really, I was having a hard time concentrating. So they diagnosed me with ADHD, and then my thyroid was off. And basically what happens is, The limes just, like, throws your body for a loop. And every time you, like, try to balance it with, like, medication and stuff, it just throws it off again. And so, basically, now that I'm treating it, um, it's known to release a toxin. And that makes my symptoms, like, 10 times worse. So, I'm just feeling, yeah, like, joint pain, like... All the time. Sometimes I just, like, cannot use my hands some days. Um, Or, like, my shoulder will hurt, so I can't even raise my arm. The brain fog's really bad. Like, sometimes I forget, like, why I went into a room. Or um, just, like, what I just did, like, two seconds ago. Um, Or people get headaches. um, Really bad, like, gut issues. So it's really like crazy and it's very unpredictable. One day you can have like a really great day. The next day you can feel like crap. It just makes you really tired. And so that is what I'm dealing with at the moment.
0: <laughs> okay, wait. So I have like so many questions. So <laughs> about yeah, this. Yeah, for okay, sure. So first off, is that a relief that you finally know
1: what's wrong? Yeah, it definitely, it definitely is. I mean, because... When I started seeing doctors and things like, you you know, you always like want to like come out with like a solution to your problem because you're like, oh, I'm not crazy if like the doctor can find something wrong. But with me, it was always like, yeah, we're sorry you're having such bad symptoms, but we don't really understand like what's going on. So then I started seeing doctors that weren't covered under insurance because they were like homeopathic and like Things like that. I even saw like a foot zoner and they were just like, okay, like change your diet, take all these supplements. I basically felt like a hippie, really. I was like drinking aloe vera and like things like that. And and I would have like um, relief from the symptoms for a little while, but then I would just bounce back to feeling so lousy and so crappy And I wasn't understanding why. And so doctors would just all of a sudden kind of drop me off without really saying, hey, we can't help you. And so basically what happened was I was just getting to the point where I was just like, life is what you make it. And sometimes you just have to deal with your situation and make the best of it. And so I just got to the point where I was just like, I'm going to just live like in pain and I'm going to live with this brain fog and I'm just going to, love myself for who I am and be okay with it. But then I was um, recommended to a doctor um, by a nutritionist that wanted to start working with me um, because I have like IBS and Candida and leaky gut syndrome and just all those things. But she was like, I can't help you until you see this doctor. So I saw the doctor and she just did a normal like blood test and I was So, my immune system was super low. So, usually your immune system is like a, it's usually what is it, like a 200 to a 400? And mine was at like a 78. So, she was like, whoa, like that's really low. So, she kept on like testing different things. And um, so, I got a double positive for Lyme disease. And it makes total sense because Lyme is just really, like, it just does havoc on the body. Like, people have so many different symptoms that um, people spend years just going to doctors and things. But the thing is, is Lyme disease is all about, like, politics. Like, people don't believe that it exists because it's so expensive to treat. And so there's just a lot of, like, research that's going on, like, right now but a lot of people are just misdiagnosed to have Lyme disease because basically what happens is when you have chronic Lyme, which means that you've had the disease for more than six months, it um, basically hides itself in like different tissues of your body. And so when you test for it, like a blood test, um, unless it's like replicating, which is every 28 days, then you're not going to catch it. You're not going to get a double positive. And even if it's replicating, sometimes you don't even get a double positive. And so that's why a lot of people um, aren't getting the help they need because they're not getting that test, which makes them be like, oh, well, I'm not going to treat, like, treat it for Lyme disease even though like I have all these symptoms and nothing else is working. Um because Lyme disease is so expensive. Like, my family and I probably spend about 500 to to $1,000 on supplements. Oh, man. Like, a um, month. Uh, and there's also, so basically what happens, sorry, I'm not like, talking your ear. Off, no, that's but, perfect. But uh, basically what happens is when you have Lyme disease and you try to kill it, um, when you kill it, it releases a toxin, which makes t- everything 10 times worse, which is what I was saying. But basically, in order to feel better and to kill it off completely, you have to detox, which means you have to do things that cause you to sweat. So usually, when you have Lyme disease, your immune system is so under attack, and you are so tired, and you're already fighting a hard battle, that exercise is just not a possibility. Like there are people with Lyme disease that just lay in bed all day because they are so tired, and uh, and so basically, what you have to do is you have to do like a sauna. So a lot of people get their own like personal portable sauna. And just sit in there for like twenty to thirty minutes like every single day. And um then you have like other methods like taking dandelion oil or taking cilantro or just things like that. And Wait, why do dandelion a, oil and cilantro help? I'm not gonna lie, I'm not like a medical expert. <laughs> I should be doing like my research on Lyme disease every day, but I'm like, you know what, like I have other things yeah, that no, I'd rather totally. focus on than my disease. Um, but cilantro, I guess, like basically helps you have better like bowel movement. Okay. <laughs> because when you detox, you can detox by going to the bathroom, or you can detox by sweating. Oh, interesting. Um, those are the two, and so cilantro helps with that. And I believe that the dandelion oil just helps your um, helps you to be less toxic, so you sweat more. But don't quote me on that because I have no idea. <laughs>
0: So Lyme disease has to come from a tick? So you got a tick up in the canyon somewhere, or do you even know where
1: to pinpoint? Yeah, so that's, like, the mystery of it all. So the thing is, is I did go to girls' camp when I was, like, younger. Uh And my dad does remember, like, trying to take a tick off me when I was, like, 10 or 12 well, probably 12 because you don't go to girls' camp before then. Uh-huh. But we don't remember like me getting a rash. We don't remember me getting super sick after that. We just remember me having health issue after health issue. And the problem with Lyme disease is if you don't get it taken care of soon enough, then it just spreads to the body and not only to the tissues, but also to the nerves. So you're looking at like Alzheimer's and things where you can't even, like, carry on a conversation with someone because the bacteria has to spread to the brain. Okay, and this is all from,
0: like, a little tick. That is so (laughs) scary. Like, I was scared of ticks before, but this... And this is when you were 12. How old are you now? So I am 25. you're 25 now. So you've been, like, just having these sicknesses for year, all these years, and you didn't know for almost a decade, over a decade.
1: Yeah, and I mean... During that time, like, I had been doing things to, like, even though I didn't know that I had Lyme disease, like, I've been on so many, like, diets and things like that. And I've been on so many supplements and stuff that when I found out about my Lyme disease, it wasn't bad than, like, most people's Mm -hmm. is. Like, most people's, like, immune system, I have a friend that has Lyme disease, and her immune system was at a 33 when they found it and so she just gets sick like super easy what's
0: the scale for immune system
1: um so some people their immune system like will be completely shot like just have no fighting power whatsoever and so sometimes when you have lyme's disease before even attacking the bug you have to make your your immune system like strong enough right so you spend like a whole entire year just getting your immune system up without attacking the bug yeah.
0: um
1: but it but yeah it can be like completely shot um my number like 78 she said is pretty good so is, is the
0: number to 100 then
1: um
0: you, you don't know. I don't
1: I don't know exactly like um just as far as like how people's immune system ranges when they have Lyme disease, but I know that if it is pretty low, usually they're like, oh, there must be something else wrong with it because it just attacks everything. So. This is
0: so fascinating to me because during this time as you're sick, sometimes did you feel like because they couldn't find a diagnosis that you were making it up or that like people... Yeah. I don't know, we're like, oh, whatever it's in your head. Like do you ever think that or we're
1: Oh, yeah. Like all the time. Um so the thing was like a lot of my like a lot of people thought that like I was psychologically like distressed, you know? So of course like I I did I did therapy. I like went to counselors things like that. Um, And there were a lot of times that I thought it was in my head as well. Because, I mean, you go out of a doctor's office and you hear that you have nothing. It kind of makes you, like, question yourself, right? Because the mind is a powerful thing. Don't get me wrong. Like, I'm a psychology major. And so I understand that. And so you begin to think, oh, like, am I really making this up? Like, I got a lot of people that are like, wow, like, you're just, Seeking attention, you know things like that, and um, and it was hard for me to explain, like sometimes why I was having really bad brain fog or explain why I just wasn't feeling well because I had no reason. So it was really hard, and probably the hardest thing is with my gut issues. I'm just on so many different diets, and so like. For example, when I was in the dating world, I'm now engaged. Hey, congrats. Yeah, thanks. Dating was awful, completely awful, because everything is based off of food, right? Yeah. Like, I'm not going to, like, spend, like, a $1,000, like, getting to know you. I'm going to spend, like, $5 getting fro-yo, and if you're worth it, then maybe we'll get dinner, that kind of thing. And so when i like would tell boys like hey like i'm like on a paleo diet which is kind of like a caveman diet or i'm on the no sugar diet or once i was on an organic diet things like that like as were like oh, are you like are you kidding me like really like i have to use my brain now you know and so like i'd be like hey like let's just like go on a walk or something and I'd be like well well, we need ice cream to do that. And I'm like, no, we don't need ice cream to get to know each other. Um, So sometimes, like, we would go to, like, a restaurant and he would get his food and I would pack my food. And he would always just kind of look over, like, at my food, like, what is she even eating in there, you know? Like, it was just a very uncomfortable thing. And that was the hardest thing is for having people, like, understand my situation. and. A lot of people just didn't understand that, like, um, what would happen if I like ate something I wasn't supposed to eat? Because it wasn't only causing me to have a stomach ache; it was also causing me to feel very fuzzy in the head. It was causing me to have a lot of pain, um, but people didn't didn't understand that, and so I always felt very different from the rest. But yeah, there were definitely times when I was like, "Am I psychotic?" You know what I mean? Like, do I just need to buck up and just, like, pretend that nothing's wrong? I mean, I did have a few tests that were like, oh, like, you do have gut issues or things like that. But, like, IBS, like Irritable Bowel Syndrome, that is something that is such, like, an umbrella term.
0: Well, and when you're on a date, you don't want to be like, um, I'm eating this
1: way because I have IBS. (laughs) Yeah, I know because I mean you like watch like movies and stuff and like people are talking about how like it's always a turn off when the guys like, "Oh yeah, and I have IBS." And the girls like, "Ooh, yay." Like it's just it's just looked at as a very embarrassing thing. Yeah. And that's and that's actually why um I started blo- like why I have a blog is because basically I was looking for relief because at the time I didn't know I have Lyme disease until like this last August I was just dealing with a lot of um, gut issues. And so I was like, Oh, I'm going to go online and see if like people have like blogs about like struggling with like health, aller- like food allergies and things like that. But I couldn't find anything. I mean, I could find like those blogs that were like deathly like scary and deathly negative. And then the ones that are like, hey, try this supplement. Your stomach will love you forever. But I didn't find anyone that was really, like, real with it. And so my sister, who is just amazing at um, just artistically, we were able to come up with my blog, which is the – it's called gutgirlblog.com. Oh, gutgirl. That's mm -hmm. clever. Yeah. And so, um, and basically it's just posts on like my struggles with like eating and the pain and the things that come with having stomach issues that a lot of people don't like to talk about because it's embarrassing to say, oh, I like, I have digestive issues because it's not (laughs) looked at like in a very nice way in society. But as I started like posting and things, And there's a lot of things that we still want to add to the blog, like recipes for people with different food allergies. Because right now, like, my diet, like, I I can't have dairy, I can't have gluten, I can't have eggs, and I can't have sugar. And so it's really hard to find something that satisfies the palate and that is affordable. And so we're hoping to, like, put recipes on there, put a list of, like, ways to date without using food. Um, we want to come up with, like, a community page of people who have these issues and have, like, a a personal space that they can be able to talk to other people who are dealing with those issues and things like that. And we also have, like, a fundraising um page on there for me just because my treatment is so expensive and it's not covered by insurance. Um and I can't work right now just because Lyme's is so crazy. But um but I've gotten like a lot of like positive responses from that blog and I'm beginning to understand that a lot of other people deal with stomach issues or some kind of chronic illness but they're so afraid to talk about it because they don't want to be seen as different. They don't want people to be like, oh, well, this person has this, you know? And so, um, so yeah, that's how that came about. So
0: I just was looking at your blog, and I love how colorful it is, but there's this post that I think is really cool. It's called Beneath the Happy Facade. And I just want mm-hmm. to to read part of it it says if that's okay yeah yeah that's fine (laughs) you say no there are days when I just don't want to do it anymore when I want to yell the doctors for taking my money making me feel like I haven't given making me feel like they haven't given me much after months of doctor's visits sometimes I have to leave the room when my family is having dinner because I can't stand to see the food that they get to that they can eat and that doesn't have any effect on them Sometimes I want to tell my dates that I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry for how convenient this diet must be on them in a sarcastic tone. Because they have to to think of another date besides dinner and a movie. Sometimes I want to bluntly remind them that I'm not going to die of deprivation or that my life isn't a sad one because I can't have a cookie. Sometimes I avoid social events because of the food associated with it. Sometimes I lock myself in the room because it makes the temptation less intense to eat something I shouldn't. Sometimes I do walk down the candy aisle, looking look at the dessert on Pinterest, filling in my mouth, sat salivating, trying to control my cravings. I'm not going to lie. And I think that gives a really good perspective of how frustrating it is for you because you aren't eating this way because you're trying to look different or you're doing some fad diet. Mm -hmm. You're eating this way because these are what the professionals have told you to do to help you feel better. And how much that probably Mm -hmm. does suck to see your family... Uh, let me not say suck. If my mom listens to that, she won't like it. <laughs> um, and, and how how much that that's probably really frustrating to be able to see people mm-hmm. to that they can have ice cream or they can go out on a normal dinner date and not have to bring their food or they can eat whatever. Mm-hmm. And but like for you, you can't. Mm-hmm.
1: It's definitely really hard. Um, but luckily, I'm a very I'm a very positive person, I'd like to say, um, through all of this. And I love to find humor in all of this. It was funny because that... So that post was the first post that doesn't end with a happy ending. I, like... I don't like, like, those posts that are just, like... Oh, like, life is horrible. Like, everything sucks. Mm -hmm. Like, my life, you know, self-pity posts. But my sister who was very smart and very mature for her age. She's only, like, 17. She was like, honestly, Felicia, like, people want you to be real and to be genuine and to understand that even though um, sometimes you have to think that you are happy despite all of these challenges, they want to understand really what's going on in your head. And so I was able to write that. Um, I actually wrote that, right after I ate a chocolate bar that I wasn't supposed to eat on my diet Mm -hmm. and I didn't tell anyone and I was feeling all of the effects of the chocolate bar and I just was so, you know, so upset and so mad at the world. Um, But yeah, it definitely, um, having these gut issues and these things like this it really makes you, like, have to plan ahead. There were many times when, like, friends would be like, hey, like, let's go. Um, We're going to go up to, like, Yellowstone for, like, a few days. And I had to be like, okay, like, how many days is that? And are we going to be, like, close to a grocery store? And does that grocery store have organic food? And um, can we bring a cooler with us? And how long, like, just, I mean, the list goes on and on because you just have to pack and you have to prepare because you can't just eat at McDonald's because it's the most convenient way because that's something that would hurt my body for, like, days on end. And so sometimes um, it was just easier just to be mad at the world and, um, when I was so when I was diagnosed with IBS, I was a senior in um in high school and it was supposed to be the time of my life, but I miss I missed so much school because I was so tired and so sick all the time and just almost just shaky because I just didn't feel well at all. And I would spend time like locking myself in my room and just eating everything that I couldn't and trying to numb myself because that was the easiest thing by watching Netflix and eating everything I couldn't, um which then turned into um me binge eating because I would go on such restrictive diets, like these diets were so crazy restrictive, like last what was it it was the last year last summer. I met this nutritionist and he told me that he didn't know if he could help me with all my problems but he told me that he had a feeling he could help alleviate a lot of the pain. And so basically I went on a detox which usually only lasts for like 2 or 3 days and this consisted of me drinking straight organic like vegetable juice. Like I had to juice my own um my own like vegetables it was like a combination of kale and spinach and I think it was like celery it was the grossest thing I have ever tasted it tasted it like smelled like manure
0: it Mm. was so bad
1: and the only like yeah and the only sugar I could use was like stevia and so I would dump that stuff in there but it would taste even worse and um and basically I was I couldn't have any like any food like whatsoever. And, um, and that was only supposed to last for like three or four days, um, before I could introduce like solid foods in there. And then I got in a car accident. Um, not my fault, the guy's fault. I went on a first date and he just decided to show off his car. And so we got T-boned like really bad. And so, um, luckily, like, I was Great first date. Is that your fiancé? Yeah, I know. For real. No, that's
0: not,
1: <laughs> that is not my fiancé. Was no, there a second date? No. no, there was definitely not a second date. There were so many people that were like, oh, like, this is going to be, like, a great marriage story. And I'm like, no. Like, there's no way. Like, this guy was just very reckless. And, um, but the thing is, is I had to go to the InstaCare afterwards and they told me that I should get a pain shot because the seatbelt had done a lot of like damage and stuff to like, um, to just like my stomach and things like that. And so I was like, no, I can't have a pain shot. Like I'm on this crazy like diet. And they're like, Okay, this isn't going to make you gain weight. I was like, no, like, that's not what it is. Like, I can't have anything besides the supplements I'm taking and the, like, the veggie juice. So anyway, so I got it just because I was in so much pain. And then I told my nutritionist, and my nutritionist was like, "Uh, I'm sorry, but, like, because of just that pain shot, it does so much to your gut that you're going to have to detox for longer. So I was on veggie juice for 15 days, 15 days. Yeah. Like no, like not even like an avocado. Like I couldn't have anything else. And I was like working full time as well. And then afterwards, after those 15 days, I was able to have bone broth, which no one thinks is exciting, but it tasted like rotisserie chicken to me. Um, and then like that next day he was like, okay, you can have a quarter of an avocado. So, I had like a quarter of an avocado, and my goodness, like an avocado has never tasted that good. <laughs> and then, um, and then I kept on like, um, where I like kept on like adding more vegetables, but it was super slow. Like, it was like you can only have like a cup of vegetables like twice a day. Like, it was just crazy. And so these diets were just so like intense and stuff. And it was during like, The summer. And so people were having barbecues and birthday parties, and got to love those like bonfires and things like that. And I was just so miserable and everything. Even when I was like on like kind of a normal diet where I could eat vegetables, fruits, I could only have fruits like twice a week, and like meat and nuts. It had to be all organic, everything organic. And so I was spending like eighty bucks, like a week or every three. For a college
0: student, that especially hurts.
1: Yeah, it was like horrible, and I was having to like prepare all my meals, and it was just so hard. And I was on that diet for about eight months, and so I went through the holidays, and I remember. Christmas Eve last year i we go over to my grandparents' house and they usually have like this big feast and I had to drink a bone broth protein shake that's all I could have like it's just it it it's been like it's been hard you know it's definitely been hard, but it's definitely made me appreciate like how strong I am and um That if you, like, put your, if you, like, put your mind to something, that you can do anything. And you just have to, like, I always have to remember, like, the reason for me, like, being on such a hard diet. Right now, like, I'm on the paleo diet. So, it's just, like, fruits, vegetables, meat, nuts. And um, I can have, like, dates and, like, coconut sugar and stuff like that. But that's about it. And so the holidays have been really hard um, in that sense. So, so yeah, that's, like, why I wanted to do that blog, because um, people just started, like, reaching out to me and, like, telling me that they are, too, like, dealing with health issues and, like, stomach issues and things like that. Um, but, yeah, it's definitely... It's definitely been a roller coaster, that is for sure. But I've always tried to find tried to find humor in it because that's the only way I stay sane.
0: So, how do you find humor? Like, do you, are you making jokes about it, or
1: so when I like when I get like a lot of dairy in my system and stuff, like these burps like come out like crazy. So, I always tell people that I can out burp anyone. And I can outburp my brothers. Um, even like eating my paleo diet, I still have like crazy amounts of gas. And my fiance is always like, "All right, sounds good." Like, wow, she can outburp me, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but like, sometimes it's like cracking jokes. Sometimes it's just kind of looking at the situation and just making the best of it. Um, I just have a very like quirky personality. Um, and so I say a lot of things that are just a little crazy. Uh but yeah, it's just basically learning that even though life is hard, there's always there's always some joy or some some positive thing that comes out of it because if you focus on your limitations and you focus on what you can't have and you focus on being different from everyone else and not having that chocolate cake and things like that then your life is going to suck right so you just kind of have to accept what is um you have to accept the facts and accept that what you're doing is Um, trying to live a better life for yourself and that sometimes that requires sacrifice.
0: No, exactly. It's true. And and just having that positive perspective and making light of things makes life better. Okay. I want to hear more about your fiance. So let's hear your love story. How did you meet? (laughs) Like, was he okay with you bringing your own food places? I want to hear all about it.
1: This This is awesome. Okay. Um, so I have, I have always done online dating. Um, I've just never been one that like comes up and is like, Hey, like, I think you're cute. Let's go on a date. Like, "Mm, no, never me. Um, boys like scare me. I don't know why, but they just scare me. Um, so basically I've been on all the, like the dating apps, and, um, I was on Mutual at the time, which is like a LDS dating app. Um, last what was it? Like January. So this was around the time that I was still eating like I was still eating organic. Um, I was still on that diet that my nutrition nutritionist had given me. Um, and so I was getting really tired of dating. Um, just because the holidays always, always has food involved. So anyway, um, so I was swiping, whatever, and I see this kid and I was like, oh, like he seems pretty cute, but he lived like pretty far away. Um, I'm not one that loves the freeway and I live in Orem right now and he lives in Salt Lake. And I was like, "Mm, yeah, I don't think so, but whatever. He's cute. So I swiped what is it, up or is it right? I don't even know. It's hard to know if I'm on Tinder or if I'm on mutual. I think it's Anyways, mutual so, is up. Yeah, okay. So I like swiped up and we like matched and I was like, okay, like, cool, whatever. And usually, um, guys on that app do not talk to you first. I don't know why. So I was just like, oh, I like, don't really do anything about it. And he messaged me. And, uh, so we just started talking, and he seemed like another normal guy on Mutual, and I was like, well, he's in Salt Lake, so nothing's going to really happen um, from it, and so usually what happens, at least for me, like Mutual, like the guy like will talk to you for like a week and then be like, okay, like, um, let's, you know, let's meet up. But this guy, like, didn't, and I decided to delete my mutual, and then I was like, oh, like, I'm lonely, so I added it again. Still on there. Story of every single person's life. <laughs> yeah, like, it's like, yeah. yo, like, where'd you go? And I'm like, what? And I was like, oh, yeah, sorry, like, I kind of have this routine where I, like, love mutual for, like, a week, and then all of a sudden I'm like, oh, no, like, there's no way, like, so anyway, so he's like, "Well, this is crappy. So anyway, so we switched Snapchats, of course. And um, so he started Snapchatting me like a lot. And, um, and they were just like really funny and um, just really quirky. And I just kind of fell in love with like his personality. But I didn't really like feel like he wanted to meet me because he didn't really like tell me that you wanted to meet me? You're like, are we going to be
0: pen pals forever?
1: Yeah. (laughs) Or like, there are those guys that add you on Snapchat after like you match on mutual or Tinder and they love to look at your story, but they don't like to talk to you personally. I don't understand it, but I was like, maybe that's what this guy wants to be. You know, just like a Snapchatter that's like, Hey, what's up? You know? So anyway, Around uh, Valentine's Day, we were talking, and he, um... Wait, wait,
0: wait. You, like, matched with him in December, and then it wasn't until Valentine's Day? That's a long time
1: being pen pals. (laughs) So we, like, matched probably, like, the middle of January. Oh, okay. Because I remember, yeah, because my birthday's in the end of January, and I remember that we were Snapchat friends, like, around that time. So we probably talked for about a month before like we decided to even like talk about meeting up. Mm-hmm. And he was actually in he's going to kill me if i get this wrong, but I think it was Alabama or Georgia for like a business trip and um and he was kind of like leaning towards like wanting to um wanting to meet up and i still kind of skeptical about it. Um, and it turns out that I had gone on a date (laughs) the day after Valentine's Day, and I actually thought, like, I had high hopes for this guy, and so I was kind of focused on that guy at the time, and so, um, my fiancé gets back in Salt Lake, and he's like, hey, like, we should hang out, and I'm like, uh, well, I'm, like, really interested in this other guy, and he's like, what the, like, oh my gosh. And so, um, but we just sat, he's like, well, I we still want to meet you. Like, you just seem like a really cool person. And I was like, okay, well, I'm going grocery shopping. So if you want to take me grocery shopping, then that's fine. Well, at first he was like, well, like, can we get hot cocoa, right? Like normal winter date. And I was like, I can't have hot cocoa. And usually, if a guy like doesn't want to hang out with me, he just drops it, right? Mm-hmm. Like he's just like, oh, okay. But instead, he was like, oh, like, all right, like why? And I'm just like, well, like, just on like a diet, you know? And he's like, so, like, what does that mean? Like, what do, you, like, what can you eat? And being myself, I was like, oh, you know, just like kibble and liver. He's like, really? Like for real? And I'm like, no. <laughs> Uh Um, so basically, um, yeah, I told him, I was like, well, like, I don't want to like go bowling. I don't want to go mini golfing because I've been there so many times. Oh, I'm down with, I
0: I don't love mini golf. That's like my least favorite.
1: Yeah, (laughs) I know. It just, I don't know. It gets very repetitive after a while. Right. And so, I was just like, you know, and I was just getting to the point where I was just like, I'm kind of done with like dating. Like I just I can't do this anymore. So anyway, so I was like, if you want to take me grocery shopping, then great. If you don't, then that's fine. And he was like, yeah. So he drove all the way from Salt Lake to Orem and we went grocery shopping at Sprouts. A very domestic um, date. Which, yeah. <laughs> um which was uh which is, a, like, a crazy, like, health food store, mm-hmm. and it was funny because, like, when we met up and stuff, like, I was like, oh, like, he is really cute. Like, he's cuter than his pictures, which usually never happens. It's usually, it's usually the opposite, right, where you're like, oh, they're very attractive, like, in their photos, but then when you, like, meet up with them, you're like, oh, not so much. But this one, like, surprisingly, I was like, oh, like, he's, like, really attractive. So anyway, so... We went on our shopping date, and he, like, held my basket for me, and he kind of just started, like, asking questions, like, like, what can you eat, and, like, why, like, why is it this way, and things like that, and he was just a lot more um, understanding than most guys, and I remember being like, oh, like, I want a snack, and so I decided to buy some beet juice. That's your snack? beet juice yeah <laughs> at the time yes beet juice was my snack um so I like bought some beet juice and usually guys are just like oh gross like beets like that's disgusting yeah. and so I was waiting for him to like make some kind of comment like
0: I just did how I was like beet juice
1: <laughs> yeah like I've had guys that are just like Yo, like you can have ice cream. Like, what do you live for? You know. So i I've heard it all, and so I was like expecting that, but I was like, oh, I'm so hungry and stuff. And so I bought some beet juice. Now, and then before that, we went to Aubergine's, which is another like health food restaurant. And he got like a spinach smoothie. And you could tell that he really did not like it, but he still, like, drank it anyway and stuff. And conversation was just very easy with us. Like, we're both very, like, kind of quirky people. (laughs) And so our personalities just meshed. Like, you know how the first date, like, it's like, oh, like, here's my resume. Like, this is where I was born. And... This is my major and yes I'm going to school and yes I'm working and things like that. And it's just like such a drag. But with him, it was just like it was just exciting and it was fun. And we weren't talking about those bland things. Like I was always telling my friends, like, I I am gonna type up a resume so every time I go to a date, I can just hand it to him. He can read all of it. And then we can like get to the good stuff. But um with my fiance, his name's David, um, it was just very easy to talk to and it was just very it was just very enjoyable. And so after that restaurant, we then went to Sprouts and he was really cute, like shopping with me and stuff. And then we get in the car and I open up my beet juice and I like I've gotten to the point where I've just accepted that people aren't going to really like my food choices. I mean, I've been like told that my cashew butter that I eat looks like dog poop. So I've heard it all. And, uh, David was like, Oh, like that looks like really good. Can I have some? And I was like, Whoa, Whoa, <laughs> Whoa, Whoa. Like <laughs> this is beet juice. Like, do you know what that is? Like, this is not Shasta. <laughs> and uh, he was just like, I know, like I like beets, And I was like, oh, oh, okay. So anyway, so he, so he drank some and they had put like some lemon in it as well. Um, It was just like a juice made from sprouts that was like $5 a bottle because that's what organic is. And he was like, oh, like, and I was like, oh, you don't like it? He's like, well, it, it needs more beet. And I was like, what it needs more beat so um so yeah it it's like history from there basically like what happened was he went on a business trip to Ecuador for like two weeks and I was like oh like we're gonna lose contact like whatever and we talked to each other for like three hours every single day and I don't even know what we talked about but we we just like we just got along so well and one of the things is he is he's just always so good at um at my diets like he eats what i eat like he's always open to like trying a new restaurant or trying something that like most guys wouldn't try or i'll get like um an entree and find out that there's like food in there that i can't eat like tomatoes that have been cut up or something like that and he will literally like help me pick through it so that I can eat it like he's just so sweet in that sense and I remember we went to the movie like on our second date and I bought I brought like uh chocolate chips and like nuts and most guys would be like yo like why like why don't we get some popcorn and some soda but he was like oh like can I have a pecan you know like it I just didn't feel different when I was with him. I didn't feel like I was um I was an alien in a sense. And um, as we continue to date, there was one there was one day where we just talked for probably like four hours and he just asked me like my whole like help story from beginning to end and he just was just super understanding and he just like makes me laugh. And he just makes me so happy. And so basically, although I'm not going to lie, we have been like on and off like most couples. Um, But the biggest thing was when I got Lyme disease. And um, basically what happened was when I was diagnosed with Lyme disease, I was working full time. What were you doing for your job? Um, So I was working at an insurance agency. Okay. And I was living in an apartment. And I was just living a very independent life, whatever. And um, when I got diagnosed with Lyme's disease, like my doctor was like, hey, things are probably going to change. Like you're going to like really struggle and stuff, especially like when you start treating it because that's when everything gets like so much worse. And so I was like, okay. Um, and so I was devastated, but I didn't really think that, it would have such an effect and then I started taking the supplements for it which basically brings out the Lyme disease so you can kill it and I started having like such bad side effects like I couldn't even like cut a cucumber because my hand hurt so bad or I just had a hard time like taking a shower or getting out of bed because I was so tired and I also just felt like I was on my period, like 100% of the time, because my emotions were everywhere, and I was just so depressed, and I started, like, getting so much anxiety when I was at work, and so much brain fog, and um, sometimes I would just leave work, like, in the middle of the shift, because I just couldn't handle, like, holding the phone, because it hurt so bad. And... um And basically, like, David was always, he was always there. He, I mean, people already are in awe because he's from Salt Lake and he drives down to Orem, like, all the time. Um, But he came and he took care of me. He actually had, like, sprained his ankle at the time. And he was, so he was taking a few weeks off of work because he does, like, electrician work, which is on your feet all day. And so while he was recovering was the time when I started my Lyme disease treatment and even when he like his foot still hurt he was he was still down in Orem helping me like grocery shopping with me he once like cooked all my meals for a week or he just like held me when I cried or he massaged my feet when like my feet were hurting or my joints were hurting or he always just found a way to just make me feel so happy and I forgot that I was sick when I was with him. And um so I ended up losing my job and I ended up um having to move back with my parents just because I couldn't take care of myself. Um and I just wasn't like emotionally stable. And um David like still, you know, still came through and he He helps me, like, financially sometimes, and he's, like, he's always making sure that we go to restaurants that don't make me sick, and it's just never, like, Lyme disease is never, like, uh, an issue, like, for him. Like, he sees me as a person, not as an illness, which a lot of people kind of view me as. Um, just because Lyme disease is a lot of like what I'm dealing with right now. But when I'm with him, I forget that I'm sick. I for like I I honestly forget that I'm sick and even when I have brain fog and even when I don't make sense sometimes or ramble on and on, which you can see I'm very talented at. Um <laughs> he he just like he just accepts me for who I am. And we just laugh about it. Like, um, since I was diagnosed with Lyme, like a lot of my my day is spent detoxing and taking supplements and um prepping food and things like that and I'm just so tired to go out and to hang out with friends and things. And so a lot of the times um consist of me and David just like hanging out and just talking and we can talk for hours, and we can laugh for hours, and um, it's just such a good time when I am with him. There were a lot of struggles along the way in our relationship. I'm not going to lie. like It wasn't perfect, but we definitely became so much closer because of my illness, because he accepted me for who I am, despite... How many limitations that I may have
0: no I love that like especially when you're saying that he didn't see you as an illness and all I was thinking hashtag we met on mutual we should send this story over to mutual because <laughs> they will be proud that their app brought you guys together
1: yeah it is so true it's just funny because When, like, we, like, when we went on our first date or whatever, like, the plan was just to be friends because I was interested in the other guy, which turned out to, like, ghost me, like, a few days after, which happens all the time. Mm -hmm. But it just, I mean, just that understanding and, like, I don't ever feel embarrassed when I have to pack my food or things like that. And he'd always be willing to go to Sprouts to get me sun butter, which is like sunflower seed butter, or to go to the same four restaurants because those are the only restaurants that won't make me sick. Or, you know, go find me some special chocolate or just things like that. He's just always thinking about, like, me in the sense. Like, he's always taking care of me. And I couldn't, you know, I couldn't ask for any, like, anything better. And Lyme is very financially, like, scary. Like, the problem with Lyme is it's uncurable, at least at the moment it is. And so it is scary to marry someone that has a lot of unpredictable things in their future. But he, you know, he doesn't let that get in the way of what we have and just how happy we make each other like he just he just brightens my life so that is our love story in a nutshell (laughs) love it when are you getting married um we are getting married
0: april 13th well that's exciting so what's your advice to people that they they feel sick and the doctors can't find anything and they're like is it in my head
1: um what what would you say to them i would tell them to never give up I would also tell them that there's a quote that says, Every day may not be a good day, but there's something good in every day. Sometimes, even though you don't have a solution to your problems, um, there's always a way, there's always hope, and there's always something that you can find. It's usually the little things. And that's what I've noticed um, as I've gone through, especially my treatment with Lyme's disease. Where everything seems so bleak and seems so hopeless that I can always find something that brings me joy um whether it's a good conversation with a friend or some chocolate that I can eat that doesn't make my stomach hurt um basically, whatever you focus on is whatever it whatever expands and um I would also I would also just say. Keep on, um, (laughs) keep on trekking. you know, like, um, it's all about attitude and focus. And it is frustrating when, um, you go place to place and there is no one to tell you like the magical answer. Um, but the thing is, is you can't, you can't get so focused on you being sick that you miss out on life. Like, sure, like with people with health issues and chronic illness um, and people who are still trying to figure out what to do next, um, they, they definitely have probably some limitations compared to a normal, healthy human being, but you shouldn't let your limitations get the best of you because if you view your limitations, if you focus on everything that is going wrong and not right, then that's all you'll see. Um, I would also tell them that it's usually during the hard times that we learn what we are truly made of. Um, There's a quote that says, strength doesn't come from what you do. It comes from overcoming the things you once once thought you couldn't. Um, And also... Uh, there are so many blessings that come from having, having illness. It really opens your eyes. Um, me being sick has given me a lot of empathy. So, like, when someone's having like a hard day, like, not assuming that that's because of who they are, but maybe assuming that there's something that is going on behind the scenes, that there is always, there's always going to be struggles in people's lives, no matter how visible or invisible it may be. Um, I would also tell them that um, humor is key. Like I told you, like just there's always something positive in each situation. I would also tell them to find their passions, to find things that make them happy, um, because that will bring them joy and that will help them get through a hard day. Um, I would also tell them not to assume that people around them understand what they're going through. I remember being diagnosed with Lyme disease and I, when I quit my job and I moved back, a lot of people had a hard time understanding because I look so normal from the outside. I don't have any boils. I don't have any rashes. I, I don't have my hair falling out and, um, and so they were all kind of like, well, you look normal. Like, just go in society and, and be one in society and contribute in society. Um, and so I began to realize that they, everyone is living busy lives. And the only way to help people understand what you're going through is to sit with them and to have a heart-to-heart and to describe, like, what you are going through. Because that's the only way that they'll understand so don't take things personally when people say that it's all in your head. Just remember that all you can do is your best. um My faith is definitely something that has kept me through um Lyme's disease is something that is uncurable, and there's a lot of hopelessness in the Lyme world and sometimes people go through treatments and it doesn't even work and But what I have to remember. Is that if I do everything that I can do, the best that I can do with the resources that I've been given, that I have faith that if I do my part, that God will do the rest. Um, and I would also tell them to find purpose in life. There are some days when I am just on like my couch, just crying, and everything feels so dark and it's hard because you have so many people who love you and so many people who care about you and want to console you but there are days when no matter how many hugs you receive no matter how many people you um you try to talk to will will like make the difference that it's it's you and it's the it's the reason that you're fighting for um for who you, for your purpose, I guess. So find that purpose. Whether it's your religion, whether it's wanting to have a future family someday, whether it is those loved ones around you, um, whatever it may be, find a purpose because during those hard days, that is the purpose that will keep you that will keep you going. And the last thing that I want to tell people is um remember life is beautiful. And that the bad days will always pass. Sometimes bad days seem like they will last forever, but there is always a sunset and there's always a sunrise. And every hard day you have, that means the more strong, the stronger that um, you will be. And just remember that you matter. Um, the only one that can believe in you and do something about it is yourself. Um, So you have everything that you need to be um, the hero in your story. Um, And remember, you're loved. It may seem so easy to give up or throw in the towel or have a never-ending pity party, but it's time like those that we need to find a way to serve, love, or uplift it. And there are days that you might feel useless with all your health problems and things may seem hopeless, but honestly, you have no idea how much of an impact you are making on people's lives. And just remember, you're enough. And even with illness, um, you can you can still do extraordinary things. The ones that struggle are the ones that we look up to the most because they're able to fight through that. And just remember that. Um, there's a quote that says, the greater the struggle, the more magnificent the triumph. So I would just tell them not to give up um, and just to do the best with what they have and to just live life to the fullest. And yeah, it is it is hard when you don't have a golden answer, but it shouldn't let you from living life to what it can be. So there you go. <laughs> but,
0: huge rant. Well, those are some very wise words to close with. Like your friend Shalee said at the beginning, that that you are a person that even though you've had these struggles, that you push through with optimism. And I think that really shows in these last words that that you you shared. So if you want to connect with Felicia or to read more about her blog, go over to www.gutgirl.com. Blog.com. And remember, guys, to put on your shoes, do your best, and believe in the impossible. Thanks so much for pushing play and listening to this episode. For more information about today's guests, or to submit a nomination for a remarkable person that you would like to hear interviewed, head on over to NotablePeeps.com.
1: All my dreams are coming, all my dreams are humming, all my dreams are.
0: Coming true. If you're loving listening to other people's stories here on this podcast, then maybe it's time to start recording your own. Head on over to
1: ReminisAudio.com and take the hard work out of preserving your memories.